Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. New Zealand Road Cycling Nationals take place this weekend. Um, Fortunately, I'm not going to be down there. I've been lucky enough to call 10 New Zealand Road Cycling Nationals in recent times. And I've got to say, it's, um, it's, just, it's just the coolest sport. It, there's just so much goes on in a bike race. A lot of people don't understand it, the tactics. It's a game of chess. Uh, not always the best rider wins either. Sometimes it's just a simple case of being the smartest rider. But when it comes to training, training has also been revolutionised. Uh, what you've got using technology is called a swift system. It basically means that you can set yourself up at home through a television set, through a computer, you can basically race people from around the world at your level on some of the great courses, some of the great stages of the Tour de France or the Grand Tours or even some local routes in your own country. I want to have a little bit of chat about this technology. And to do that, we're going to chat to one of Australia's best ever professional riders, Wes Salzberger. Wes, good evening. Welcome. How are you? I'm great, Mike. Great, great to have me on. Thanks very much. No worries. Did you ever ride with Tim Gudsell as part of Francais de Jour? I did, I did. Uh, when I joined the team, I was very happy to have Tim Gudsell there because I knew uh, I knew Sabah as I joined that team and I used that for about a year and I definitely uh, utilised Tim Gudsell a lot to get through that first year of sanity of not knowing any French. Yeah, now good man, Timmy. Good man, still based in Cambridge. Now, you gave up professional cycling in 2016, but you were a hardened professional. How have you transitioned from being a professional athlete to sort of having to, I guess, into the, get into the real world? Yeah, I mean, from, from that side, I actually started use, using uh, Zwift uh, at the, towards the tail end of my career. I was, I was racing back uh, domestic, racing myself domestically in Australia, and through those Tasmanian... Uh, you know, winters, I actually, uh, yeah, tried out Zwift at a friend's place. Uh, and from there, I, I really, you know, was uh, was actually shocked that I was riding indoors, to be honest. It was something that wasn't something I'd usually do. Um, and I was actually really enjoying it. So that's how I first sort of come across Zwift. And, uh, you know, through that love, I, I sort of reached out and, and met the VP of marketing when they come down to Australia. And, and, uh, and yeah, the rest is history. I actually started commentating on, on uh, Zwift racing before I started as my role with, as a country manager. No, fantastic. Look, I gave a brief analysis of it, but I'd rather you tell people what this technology is and what it's, meaned, what, what it's meant for the everyday cyclist, what it's meant for the elite cyclist, and just how much of a game changer it is. Because, you know, I spent a long time riding my bike more through being a full-time triathlete. But, you know, I used to get on the old wind trainers and look at a dot on the wall and it was monotonous and you sort of break an hour down two hours and, you know, it wasn't a lot of fun. There wasn't yeah. a lot to distract you maybe other than sort of a bit of music. That's not the case yeah. now. You can race swift and time flies and you can mm-hmm. have a workout at the highest level or you can just have a casual ride. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, from that side, uh, I guess, uh, you know, the, uh, of how, how Zwift works is probably the best place to start. Um, so... With that technology of smart training is coming along now, so you know with the power meters, so you can essentially tell uh, you know tell how much output you're putting, so um, you know powers and, w- and watts, and that will feed through into your, your smart trainer or 
or you're leaving smart bikes that you can have as well. But generally you'd use your own bicycle uh, and then putting it into a, a direct drive trainer. So taking that back wheel out, inserting your bike onto that trainer, that A-frames looking trainer, um, which, which has an inbuilt power meter and smarts with that. And that will connect either by AMP Plus or Bluetooth to, to, the, uh, to the game and app of Zwift. Um, so you can use that with a range of different things like you mentioned there around uh, having hooked up to the TV. So you can use that with Apple TV. You can plug that into also to your laptop and use a HDMI on that sort of immersive experience of a bigger screen, which uh, a lot of people do as well. Um, so yeah, essentially you're putting your height and, and, uh, and your stats in the game, your height and weight, and that will give you that, uh, you know, that real simulation of, of bringing the outdoors indoors. You'll feel that terrain kick up. You'll have to change gears like you would out the road. Um, you mentioned you're a triathlete there as well, so you know, changing, you'd understand that you're changing, changing gears uh, probably when you're flying along in that time trial position and you hit a hill. You know, you've got to crunch back through the gears. Um, yeah, so it really, it really is quite immersive. Um, and you know, there's there's lots of new courses going game, which I'm which we'll uh, get onto in a minute. Mm, yeah, no, it's interesting. The graphics are incredible too. Yeah, I mean, how to tell us a little bit about how they through the technology. I mean, it's the same, I guess, with a lot of these kids' video games these days. It's unbelievable what you can do. But in terms of being able to ride some of the stages in the grand tours, getting the gradients right, getting the scenery down to the trees in the background, how was that done? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, from that side, we, we do have, like, uh, when we work with the, the Tour de France uh, from UCI, the organisers of that race, uh, and the ASO partnering with them directly. So we have um, a replica of, of um, the Champs-Élysées, that criterion that you would sort of see um, on that last stage of the Tour de France going up the Arc de Triomphe. So, and also we had in game um, the uh, our version of um, Alpe d'Huez, which is called Alpe Zwift, which is the uh, you know through that of, of getting that correct. There's 22 switchbacks. Um, I've rode both of those, and the, neither one is easy. Um, but but we really uh, you know put in real life footage and got all, a lot of um, the GPX files uh, of, of the in real live data that we could find on that course and mapping that out so we can really make sure that you know it's uh it's simulating what you would uh what you would see and what you would expect in terms of uh you know gradient uh and and that experience um but yeah from that side of it uh, you know it's 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 a it's a training tool and game and app um so uh, when i sort of come across using it i was really using it as a training tool i didn't realize it was a game until i guess a few months into using it uh, you know the gamification of, uh, you know, of unlocking bikes um and, and sort of being rewarded with those sweat credits, I would guess, from that side of it. So having those virtual drops and currencies, which I could then use the gamification um, towards obtaining different equipment in game, uh, which actually makes you faster in game as well. So that, I really enjoyed that part of it too. Mm-hmm. Um, trade teams around the world, the top trade teams around the world now, actually use this as a means of identifying talent. They actually run global competitions, don't they? And then off the back of that, we've seen a number of riders actually picked up by trade teams or given an opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. You've actually got two, two, uh, two cyclists that come through a program that we run called Zwift Academy. Um, so pretty much the best way to sum that up in, a, in one line would be uh, from Couch to Pro. So you go from racing in either your lounge room or um, you know, in your garage to, to professional contract. So... Uh, Ollie Jones has, has won that before, uh, based out of New Zealand in, in 2017, that was. And also Ella Harris, um, professional um, female cyclist, won that contract with Canyon Tram Racing. So, you know, th- those competitions are out of, a, I think, the last academy had 160,000 athletes take part in that. 
Um, and another testament to, to that is um, you know, that's whittled down to, to three sort of athletes that get invited along um, to the training camp with that pro team. So it's really like a, an experience that, you know, money can't buy. Um, so from that, they've been uh, either um, you know, chosen to, to go, go through and sign professionally. But we're seeing now that even those, uh, those finalists are actually being considered looked at from pro teams now. So it's not just the winners um, that are going through. And probably the best prime example of that would be Tour de Under. We had um, Jay Vine, a Zwift Academy winner from Australia, um, in uh, 2020 win, uh, win, win Zwift Academy and just went on, went on to win Tour de Under overall. Um, you know, he's won stages of Grand Tour as well at the, at the Tour of Spain. So it's really incredible, um, you know, from from where, uh, you know, riding, riding in your garage or, or alone, um, you're connected with thousands of people that are like-minded and, uh, and trying to get that edge. From a team point of view, we know that bike racing, it, it's a team race and it's a lot of tactical. Tactical. Sometimes you'll send riders up the road. Sometimes you'll just put riders on the front to set a tempo so nobody can actually get up the road. Or if they do, they're not going to last too long. Can you adopt mm-hmm. those strategies in Zwift? Yeah. So from, from that side of things, there is a, is a drafting effect. Um, so with the algorithms of the game, as you ride in a pack, you'll get, you'll get pack dynamics. So you will get that drafting effect. So... Uh, you know, and as the as you know, as uh, probably the one other thing to mention there that, that's another complexity is that there are power ups. So we do have a range of power ups. So error power up will give you that sort of thirty second um, advantage there, making you more aerodynamic in game. Uh, we have a featherweight power up will give you that fifteen seconds of, of making you, um, you know, a little bit more effective on a climb. So using those in key moments um, as you understand and like you would if you were, when I was racing, you'd pull out the, the race Bible, the booklet of the course, you'd study that course, uh, you'd recon that course as well. Um, and we're seeing that transfer across mm. into Zwift in the digital space. Um, so from that side of it, if, if you know, these riders are going to be lining up, we have our eSports world champs on um, you know, this, this weekend coming. So you know, all those riders are going to be well-versed in, uh, in studying mm. that, that race book and understanding uh, where to use that power up uh, and also um, you know, what their tactics are, whether mm. there are uh, you're just like in uh, in the um, in the peloton of, of racing, you know, uh, say I've uh, uh, raced um, let's see uh, the one for um, the Tour of Southland, for example. You know, you've got some some really you know, crosswinds and and some really sort of uh, you know, hard racing in New Zealand, and um, I've been fortunate enough to to take part in some of those, and it's really quite challenging. You have key riders that have a key job to protect and or chase uh, chase other breakaways down and, and be the, that sort of sacrifice for their key rider. So, you know, that really does translate across into game and you into Zwift and uh, you could be a team player from that side of it as well. Yeah, I want to just talk about the environmental factors because cyclists are allergic to the wind. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, well, and, and, and New not, Zealand, coming from Tasmania, um, I can sort uh, of, you know, we've got some similarities I, I understand about living on an island. Yeah, and I was, I was lucky enough to ride Tour of Southland a couple of times and um, I, I know how tough that was, particularly going across to Bluff and doing the Bluff Hill climb. But um, prior, to, prior to a particular race on Zwift that you've decided to enter, that you decided to ride with riders from around the world that are all hooked up, does it give you the environment? Does it let you know that 120k you're going to get a block headwind or you're going to get a crosswind, and um, it, you know, so that you actually, you know, that tactically becomes part of it, but you've also then got to be aware of maybe not burning too many matches too early. 
I, from from that side, I'd, I'd probably give you a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a wrong steer with that side. We don't have crosswinds in game. I was, I was more talking about in real life, but the the course uh, I was more more highlighting from that side of it. But uh, so yeah, for an example, I did a tour. Tilda's Wift is on at the moment, this H-stage in-game event series that we have on right now. And that sort of explores all the different worlds. So each stage is on a different world that we have. And actually stage eight that I did, did just the other day, that was, that was actually on, on, on our new course. Um, so that was, that was, uh, what was it? the Rolling Highlands, I think that the, the course was. was. Um, so that's on our new, um, our new Glasgow Scotland course. Um, so with that, you know, I was riding with 800 odd people, and you know, as as gaps and things start to form, and and uh, that was a, a three laps of, of that rolling highlands. I started to learn um, on that second lap, you know, where the where things started to sort of. Uh, it did look like a little bit of crosswinds. We don't have that, those effects in game yet, but it did start to pan out. I could start to work out where I needed to move up, where people were getting gaps. Um, so from that side of it, yeah, it's definitely uh, you know, as you start to learn that course, uh, you can use those sort of um, nuances in it to, to really, uh, you know, uh, make sure that you're in the right position um, as, as you would just riding, riding up the road. There's a push to try and get esports at the Olympic Games. Can you see Zwift Racing at some point becoming legitimate to the point of being at the Olympic Games and just being one more component of the cycling program at the Olympics? Yeah, I mean, well, having having through that through that COVID period, it certainly gave Zwift a a um, a really uh, you know, a huge boost in terms of working with with governing bodies, the UCI and the ASO from the Tour de France. So we had you know, a virtual Tour de France. After that, we we have been involved with the ISO um, from that side uh, as well last year, and and um, hopefully for the future as well. So. A big goal of, of, from our C, CEO Eric Min has mentioned about um, you know, LA Olympics. The company is based out of LA, um, so you know in 2028 that, that is, a, is a goal. And I think with working with with the you know, with the likes of UCI, um, the governing body for cycling, you know, and the, the IOC, I, I think we're in a really good position to to try and get there. Um, and probably the biggest point from our side of, of Zwift is that we are really that interactive esports. So it's it's not bashing a controller. It, it's it's really bashing those watts out physically with, with your legs. So I really think we have a unique sort of selling point with that. And I think it definitely is a possibility. Yeah, no, I think it legitimizes it. I mean, I think there's a lot of, um, you can ask a lot of questions around e-sports, but this, it's still ultimately the man is the machine, isn't it? Uh, look, I've just, had a te- yeah. I've just had a text come in. You've talked about the Swift series. You've talked about maybe athletes being identified and potentially signed to professional contracts. Uh, let's not kid ourselves. Cycling has had a bit of a dark history. It has had a lot of drugs in the sport over the years. How do you? How, how do you? Can you drug test? I mean, how how do you maintain integrity amongst those that are competitive at the top top end? Yeah, sure. I mean, from from that side, probably the best example is with our esports world champs uh, that we have coming up in game on the Glasgow course. So. Uh, we have a, a partner with that that we have everyone sent out a smart trainer from from that sponsor that is sponsoring the the race uh, and with that everyone's on the, on the same same trainers uh, we have a number of different protocols that we use uh, you know, working with the UCI you know, heart rate monitors on videos on you know uh, so there's a number of steps there that we're taking to to ensure the integrity of of and the legitimacy of, of the event. Um, so yes, from that side of it, we do have anti-doping uh, for for these championships um, in game and also uh, as as you would normally with with drug control. Mm. 
Mm, brilliant. Okay, let's talk about how you access and how you can purchase Zwift technology here in New Zealand. Sure. I mean, from from that side of it, uh, your general bike store will, will have a, a thing called a smart trainer. So there are a number of different brands um, that, that you can uh, that you can utilise there with that. Um, probably the, the key sort of uh, couple there are Jet Black and Wahoo and Tax trainers. Um, so if you head along to to your local bike shop uh, and pick up one of those smart trainers. Uh, you can then uh, sign up to, on Zwift.com for a 14-day trial, um, and then you're away pretty much. You're going to be able to, to ride you know, with uh, people, like-minded people from around the globe, uh, and hopefully in the future we'd love to see you know, an Australian New Zealand map. I'm very biased, but I would love to see that happen one day. And I'd imagine the technology is constantly evolving, and what you think is incredible now, I'd hate to think how good it's going to be in 10 years from now. No, absolutely. Yeah, like I, I'm, I'm blown away um, that that you know that you know for coming, especially. I mean, uh, you mentioned Tim Gutzel before. You know, myself and Tim probably you know, back in the day. If it rained, we'd go, oh, okay, day off, and you know, rain second day. You go, oh gosh, you know, we've done a hard week, and probably another day off. But the third day, you go, oh, well, I better do a you know a morning session, an afternoon session on the wind trainer. But you know, these days, uh, you know, people are opting to ride inside even even when the uh, you know the weather the weather is good because they can get that you know that direct workout. Um, they know what they're doing. They can actually work with their coaches to get um, more specific with with what the what they're trying to achieve. So yeah, it's crazy how things have changed. To be honest, from from my generation through to now. Well, where's Salzburger? Lovely to have you on the program. Fascinating interview. I'm going to replay that. I love that. It's just such wonderful technology. It is a game changer. It takes the boredom out of it, keeps people enthused and keeps people motivated, particularly over winter here in New Zealand. And um, yeah, look, good luck with it and congratulations on your own career. And um, yeah, I'll say, I'll, I'll, you know, next time I catch up with Mr. Gutzel, I'll let him know that you are a gentleman and a scholar. And I don't say that too often about Australians, Wes. <laughs> well, you know, I am Tasmanian, so we have some similarities there. But no, it's it's been a pleasure to, to chat to you, and yeah, I, I'm um, looking forward to to watching. Hopefully, we'll have a couple of New Zealanders uh, up on the podium uh, for this esports world championships. Ollie Jones has, has been up there in fourth place before, so. Let's hope we can see a Kiwi or Australian up on that podium. Yeah, no, brilliant. No, I did the World Duathlon Championships in Tasmania back in 1994. I think it's changed a bit since then, but oh, wow. thoroughly loved, thoroughly loved Hobart at the time. Actually, a beautiful place. Oh, I hope you're going to come across for the ones in uh, in um, Townsville. Um, yeah, it might be confusing ability with ambition these days, big guy. <laughs> oh, maybe if there was just only some sort of training software or platform that could get you in shape. Oh, I think I need more than that, Wes. I think I need more than that. <laughs> Okay, hey, lovely to have you on the program. You take care, eh? Thank you very much, Mark. Pleasure to talk with you. 17 minutes away from eight, just something slightly different. The technology these days in sport, cycling, that technology, Swift technology is simply incredible.